We're going to come from John, the 10th chapter, and we're going to be going through the first through the sixth verse with special emphasis on verse three and four. Amen. Once you got it, I need you to say amen. amen. If you're still looking, I need you to say, hold my mule. Y'all still looking? Okay. John the 10th uh, chapter, the first through the sixth verse. There we go. There we go. And it reads, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, and he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which spoke, he spoke to them. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and the doers of his most holy word. Amen. And for a topic on this morning, I'm going to be speaking on faith, a story of a shepherd and sheep. Faith, a story between a story of a shepherd and sheep. Amen. Father God, we thank you right now for this opportunity to share your word. We pray right now, Lord, that the word will go out, Lord, and will do exactly what you, you have sent it to do. We pray, Lord, that people will be changed as a result, Lord, that things will happen in their life that, that they can only give you the glory for, Lord. We pray right now, Lord, that the people that are in this place, Lord, are here with open minds and open hearts, Lord, and they're looking for you to do something special in their lives. So, Lord, we give you free reign to do what it is that you need to do on this morning, Lord. Move how you want to move, Lord. Speak how you want to speak on this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the change that is about to occur. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Faith, a story of a shepherd and a sheep. Amen. Uh, as we begin, I'd like to start by reading John 10. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, going to Hebrews 11 1, where it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us that, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Romans 10 and 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And that's very important because in relationship between sheep and shepherd, there has to be an amount of trust. Amen. There has to be some type of faith between the shepherd and the sheep. Amen. And in Psalms 103, it tells us that, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. Why? We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. My brothers and sisters, if we are the sheep of God's pastures, then that means that he is our shepherd. Amen? Amen. And being our shepherd, it is critical that we know his voice. Amen? When the voice of God is not heard, men go where they are not sent. There's importance in the voice of God in a believer's life. First, it blesses us. In the book of Genesis, God calls Abram. He tells Abram, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. 
I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. Amen. In the book of Exodus, it gives you purpose. Moses was shepherding his, his father-in-law's flock when God spoke to Moses. Amen. And he tasked Moses with leading the Israelites out of bondage. Acts, in the book of Acts, it brings clarity and transformation. Amen. Saul was on the road to Damascus, and he was blinded by the glory of the sun. Amen. Jesus asked why. He asked Saul, why are you persecuting me? Amen. And through this encounter, Saul goes through a transformation. Saul becomes Paul, and he is repurposed, and he is giving, uh, he is one of the, instead of being, instead of persecuting the church, he is one of the church's greatest proponents. Amen. In the book of Luke, it affirms you. As John baptized Jesus, the Holy Spirit descended from heaven like a dove upon Jesus. And God spoke and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. As we see that God's voice in our lives does, does many things. Amen. He is our shepherd. A shepherd's job consists of feeding and tending flock. They are to find straying. They are to, find, they are to rescue the lost. They are to give attention to those who are weak and those that are ailing. Shepherds are to protect those in their care. Amen. And so as we look at our portion of scripture, we see Jesus, and this is a classroom moment for Jesus. Amen. He is speaking to his disciples, and he is telling his disciples, and he is telling them that he is the true shepherd. Amen. He is the good shepherd. Amen. And as he begins to talk, he begins to talk about the sheepfold. Amen. And, and the sheepfold was an enclosure, and it gave shelter to the sheep at night. Now, in the sense of how Jesus is using it, the sheephole is representing the nation of Israel. Now, many had come to the Israelites, and they were claiming to be sent by God. They were claiming to be Messiahs, amen? But the problem was that they did not come in the way in which the Old Testament uh, scriptures spoke as to Messiah coming, amen? And so Jesus tells them that uh, those that came before him, they were thieves and they were robbers, and, and we need to look at that thieves and that robbers because a thief is someone who steals something that doesn't belong to them. A robber is someone who ascertains that thing through violence. Amen. And so for us, believers, we need to be careful by what comes our way and make sure that it comes by the word of God. Because if we're not careful, the thing that we receive thinking that it came from God will only see, do fit to steal from us, and hurt us. Amen? Amen? Now, it may now it may steal your joy, it may steal your peace, it may steal your happiness. And I don't know about you, but I've made up in my mind that I don't want anybody or anything in my life that's going to deprive me of what God has promised me. Amen? Amen. It's time to cut those things and those people off. Amen? I, I, in my life right now, all I want is connections and not attachments. Because connections relay power. Attachments suck stuff from you. And so I need connections in this hour of my life. I need people, I need brick and mortar people. I need people I can build with, amen? And so I understand what's important to me right now, my peace, my joy, my happiness, amen? And so if we're not careful and we allow a thief to come within our midst, if we are not waiting on God as, as, as God wants us to do, and we pray to God and we ask God for a man or a woman. you asking God for your Boaz, and 
you take it upon yourself not to wait and you get your boo ass. I said that boo ass, amen. And he's a boo ass because when he sees things, when he sees something better that he wants in, in, in life, he's ghost on you. Amen? He leave you with a baby. He leave you with your car tore up. He leave you in a, in a messed up with your family. They don't want to talk to you because of him, because you couldn't wait. So you just had to get you that boo ass, and you couldn't wait for a boo ass. Amen? And so now he has stolen from you. He has stolen your joy, your happiness. Amen? Amen. Fellas, you ain't off the hook either. God told you he was going to give you the woman of your dreams, and you couldn't wait, and you wouldn't got the woman of your nightmares. You just couldn't wait. You had to have her. And you had to have her, and so you had to have her, and the reason you got her was because you was flashing money, you were trying to buy. Amen? Flash of money you ain't got. And now, instead of a relationship, you got a bill. <laughs> now you got a bill. And you can't keep up the payments. So now, your relationship is in foreclosure. <laughs> and now somebody else is paying her bills or paying your bills. Amen? And now... Your credit is hurt because you just couldn't wait on God. Amen. She didn't turn you into Orange Juice Jones. You didn't saw her and him walking in the rain. I think I, I might be showing my age. Amen. I might be. I gave you silk suits, Gucci handbags, blue diamonds. I gave you stuff you couldn't even pronounce. Anybody remember that? Yeah, one of my favorite, favorite parts of that, he says, I'm so upset with you, I don't know what to do. My first impulse was to run up on you with the jam and flat blast you, both of you. But instead, I chill. I didn't want to mess up that $3,700 Lynx coat. <laughs> but as we, look at our, as we look at our scripture, that was, that was a joke part of the... But as we begin to look at our, our, our portion of scripture, what this is, is a, it's, it's a, a much larger discourse on a conversation that Jesus was having in, verse, in, in chapter 9. In chapter 9, we see uh, Jesus, and it tells us that he was, uh, he was leaving the uh, temple. And as he was passing by, he sees a blind man. This man had a congenital condition. He had been blind from birth. And so Jesus goes to the man, and he spits on the ground, and he creates mud, and, and he anoints the man's eyes. Amen. And as he anoints the man's eyes, he tells the man, he instructs the, the man to go and he, to wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. Amen. Now, the one who was sent by God is sending a blind man to a place Called sin. Y'all yeah. don't see the irony in that. And so the man was being obedient and he did as Jesus told him to do and he came back changed. Amen. Amen. And so I want to tell somebody on today that don't ask God for help and guiding your footsteps 
if you aren't willing to move your feet. A lot of times we ask God for change in our life, to do things in our life, and yet we won't own up to the part that we have to do. We ask God for a job, and we ain't filling out applications. We ask God to, to, to help us with a drinking problem, and we still buying beer. We're asking God to do his part, but you got to do your part, too. Slow feet don't eat, y'all. <laughs> and so the man was obedient. He went, and he, he went to the pool. He washed, and he came back changed, amen, and when he came back, I need to let y'all know something that this, first of all, this is an example, a true example of blind faith. Jesus is sending a blind man to a place that, not, that will not only give him physical sight, but will give him spiritual insight as well. And so the man gained the blessing of sight. And so believers, let me inform you of a couple of things. Everybody's not going to be happy for your change. Everybody's not going to celebrate with you for your change. And there are two groups of people I want to identify. And the first group is the first group uh, is the shade tree hater. And they're identified in verse eight of that of that of that uh, chapter. And they ain't even certified. They ain't even a certified hater, y'all. They would try to devalue your blessing by devaluing you. You can have a new car. Yeah, I see you little new. I see you little car. I see you in your little car. I remember you had an old rattle car. You used to run hot all the time. I see your little house. I see you with your little house. I remember all y'all crammed that little two-bedroom house. I, I see you. Oh, that's what you got now? Okay. They just won't let you be great, amen? And the second group are the change deniers. They're kind of like climate deniers. They can see the evidence. They can see the change in your life. But yet, they can deny the very fact of your change. They just can't believe it. They won't believe that you are blessed and highly favored, amen? Just because you ain't tired, just because they ain't tired of seeing you struggle don't mean that you tired of struggling. It don't mean that you want to get blessed, amen? And so God is saying that time is up, y'all. It's now time for your change, amen? amen. They be like, oh, that's you? No, nah, that can't be you. You ain't even got the credit to go get that. That's got to be somebody else's car, amen? Oh, that's your girl? Nah, that ain't your girl. How somebody like you get her? How somebody like you get him, amen? How you get that job? You ain't even go to school. How you working there? And let me tell you something. While the Lord is your shepherd, he said you shall not want. So it's not regardless of what you got in your pocket, amen. It's who you got on your side. And so the man, he goes and he gets changed and they can't believe it. And so they can't believe it so much that they take him to the Pharisees. Amen. And so the even Pharisees, they can't even believe it. Amen. They say, you know, who did this? Man named Jesus did. He anointed my eyes. And that's the thing about it, y'all. When they, when they can't believe it and all this type of stuff, then they won't know how you got it. <laughs> how you get your blessing? How you lose weight? 
How you get her? How you get him? How you get that house? How you get that car? And with the Pharisees and everybody else, they credited everybody except Jesus. They even had a nerve to credit Satan. That's a bad thing when you credit the devil before you, before you credit God. And so what I want to do is, and I want to focus on the fact of, like I said, three, was it three and four I said? Three and four. Let's read three and four again. Verses three and four. It says, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Now, the Pharisees really didn't care about the people. They were more concerned about themselves. They were not good shepherds. They did not see to the concerns and the cares of the people. But Jesus is saying, I am the good shepherd. And it's demonstrated by so by him doing this on the Sabbath, because he truly violated their laws of the Sabbath, amen? One of the 39, uh, there were 39 things that were outlined that determined what work was and what you couldn't do on the Sabbath, and he violated two of them. He healed this man, and he kneaded the mud, which was like kneading dough, so he actually worked on the Sabbath. But they were more concerned, they were so petty about what Jesus was doing that they didn't even care that this man got healed. And so I began to think about shepherds and sheep and things of that nature. And the fact of the matter is that if we be honest, we share some of the same characteristics as sheep. We share a lot of the characteristics of sheep. Amen. And before I get into that, there's a story. There was a man who went to New Zealand. and He went to New Zealand and he was immersed in the culture and he loved the landscape and he would go out and he would just go see what all that New Zealand had to offer. And one day this man happened upon a pasture. And as he happened upon this pasture, he saw a shepherd with some sheep. And the sheep were out there. They were drinking water, and they were out there. And the man was just looking. And then a little while later, another shepherd comes. Shepherd comes with his sheep, and him and the man must know each other because they're talking. And the sheep come together, and they're, they're, they're playing in the, in the field, and the pasture, they're drinking water. And then after that, a third man shows up, a third shepherd shows up. He has sheep. And he goes over there, he's talking to them as well, and these sheep come over, and it's just a big mess of sheep. His sheep with his sheep with his sheep, they're all out there. And so this man is looking at this scene before him, and, you know, he, he's getting a little worried because they're all mixed up. And he's saying, you know, it, when it's time to leave, it's going to be confusion because who hides it? He going to know who his sheep is from his sheep and his sheep. And as he began to look at this and think about this, one of the shepherds begins to break from the, from the two other ones, and he begins to call out. And every one of this man's sheep follows this man. And he was sitting there amazed. The second man leaves, and he calls his sheep. And all this man's sheep come together, and they all leave. And the third man, he gathers his sheep, and he leaves. And so it's funny how understanding the voice of God, that the voice of God can call you out of confusion. Because you don't know what's going on. You, you see things, and it is, everything is looking crazy, but God can speak one word. 
and bring clarity to confusion. He says that the shepherd, the sheep knows the shepherd's voice. Amen. And so as we start to look at what shepherds and sheep are and, and I mean, the sheep and what we are and how we uh, share some of the same characteristics of sheep. One of the first characteristics that sheep have that we share with them is that they're wayward. Sheep are wayward. You can put a sheep in a pasture and all the conditions can be good. And he will wander off. <laughs> We're like sheep, y'all. Another thing is sheep are directionless. Once they wander off, they get lost and they can't find their way back home. Sometimes we're like sheep because we get wayward and we will wander off and then we'll get so far gone that we can't find our way back home. Sheep are witless, meaning that they ain't too smart. You can take witless. You can take a sheep and you can rescue a sheep from some brush or some barbed wire one day and the very next day, that sheep be found in the same spot. The same spot that hurt them. The same spot that let them down. The same spot that did them wrong. Yeah, we like sheep sometimes. And that's the thing about it, you know, and, and with the shepherd wanting to go and to rescue sheep and to release a sheep. I believe in this hour that God truly wants to release something, somebody. He wants to release somebody from something. But the problem is, you got to be willing to let it go. You don't have a problem with being released. You have a problem with letting go. You want to be released from bitterness, but you don't want to let go of unforgiveness. <laughs> you want to be released from pain, but you don't want to be released from that situation. See, we want to not be released. We want to rearrange it <laughs> because we ain't through with it. <laughs> I'm still mad. I won't give it up. I'm just going to put it back here for right now because I, I got other things I want to do. But when I get time, I'm going to pick that thing back up and I'm still be mad. You can't be a new person still having old issues. <laughs> God wants to do great and mighty things for you, amazing things for us. But, y'all, that's something we just won't let go. We just won't let go of, and it's, it's, it's causing us not to walk in our wealthy place. It's causing us not to walk in our deliverance. It's causing us not to walk in our healing. Somebody just got to let it go. I know it happened to you. I understand you're justified in feeling the way that you're feeling. But if you really want to be made whole, you got to let it go. Oh, arguments, you got to let it go. What they did, what she did, what he did, what he said, what she said, how he looked at you, how she looked at you. You got to let it go. Amen? Somebody say let it go. But, yeah, one of the, one of the greatest things that I found out in, 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 in looking about sheep and what we have in common with sheep is that the reason why it says that we walk by faith and not by sight is because sheep don't have the greatest of vision. 
Now, they can see excellent around them and behind them because of where their eyes are set on their head. But they can't see what's in front of them. And so, and so because of this, we can always see what's going on around us. We can always see who said what, who did what, and we can always see our past. That's why the enemy doesn't have a problem beating you over here with your past because it's easy for you to look back and see what you did. But the reason why we need a good shepherd is because he's trying to get your eyes in front of you to see what's going on, what he's trying to do for you, what he's trying to give you, what he's trying to get you to become. He's not trying to get you interested in seeing behind you. He's trying to get you focused what's in front of you. And what's in front of you is better than what's behind you. It's greater than what's behind you. Amen. And because their sight is hampered, basically what happens is they lost a lot of their vertical eyesight by gaining uh, a vision to see around them. And so when you go through, it's hard for you to look to the hills, which comes your help. (laughs) You can't lift your head because you can't see. And so one of the things because of their sight is is, is that they're reluctant to go where they can't see. And as believers, we're reluctant to go because we can't see it. God has told it to us, but I can't see it, so I, I can't go. God, you got to show me. <laughs> God's voice is not good enough, so he has to, you have to see him, amen. And that's, Jesus came as God's voice in the earth. And just because people didn't like what God's word looked like, they rejected it. And that's the same thing with us. If we don't like what it looks like, I I ain't going to do it. I won't do it. I must have heard God wrong. That's for another season. That's for somebody else. It couldn't be for me. (laughs) Amen. And so we wrestle with God's word. It's not that we don't hear it sometimes. We just don't want to hear it sometimes. Amen. And so that's why it's so important that we are in we are, we are keen in hearing God's voice and knowing God's voice. Amen? The thing about being released, and I, I want to double back to that. The thing about being released from something is because if you settle yourself in a place in your life, if you settle yourself in a place, that means that you will start to grow roots in that place. And if you grow roots in that place, that means that you're stuck in that place. And if you're stuck in that place, that means that the fruit that you produce will be of that place. So if you are stuck in disappointment, everything that you will produce will be disappointment. If you're stuck in unforgiveness, you're rooted in unforgiveness. Your actions are a fruit of unforgiveness in pain. Everything that comes from you will be pain. That's why God wants to release you from certain areas in your life. Because you're not being productive in that. You're being destructive in that. And you're not able to grow. Amen. And I pray that and one of the greatest things about I want Harvest to be, it be a place where we give people room to grow. Because everybody's not going to get it right. Everybody's not, some people going to mess up. Some people going to fall down two, three, four times, five, six, seven, eight, nine, seven times. <laughs> that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. 
But I pray that Harvest be a place not only where uh, uh, revival takes place, but release takes place as well. That you can come in here and this be a place that you release the past hurts that you had in your life, past disappointments that you had in your life, past failures that you had in your life. That you come in and you be made, you be made whole and new. Amen. Another thing about sheep is that not only do they know the voice of the shepherd, but the shepherd trains them to know their name. This same man, he went off and he went off again and he saw a passion. He saw the same one of the shepherds that he saw before and he was wanted to ask the man, you know, is it really true that you can call a name of a sheep and the sheep will respond, that very sheep will respond? He said, yeah, that's, that's true. And the man didn't believe. He said, show me then, show me. So the man called Dolly. And the sheep came. Dolly came to the man. He called another sheep, Rudolph. He had a little red nose. <laughs> so Rudolph came to the man. And the man was amazed at this. And the man said, you know, I have sheep, he said, but all of them don't know their name. He said that some of them are still a little wild. He said, but when I teach them, they would know their name and they'll be able to respond. God is trying to teach us our true names. He's trying to call you overcomer. He's calling overcomer out of that. He's calling an endurer out of that. And what I like about this is that if we go back to the Bible and, and when Jesus, when he first meets Peter, he gives Peter a new name. He says, you're, uh, he says, you're uh, Simon, son of Jonah. He said, you will be Cephas, which is translated rock, stone. What I like about God is that he doesn't call you what you are, he'll call you what you're becoming. And so he's calling you endurer. He's calling you overcomer. He's calling you the head. He's calling you all these things. But you just got to learn your name. <laughs> you have to learn your name. And so on this day, because I'm finished, y'all, I I, I ain't before you long. I just say what I got to say, and I'm going to get up out of this thing. But I want to let you know that everybody is not one of God's sheep. <laughs> that's, that's just the truth of the matter. When we look and Jesus was having a discussion with the uh, Pharisees, and they were saying that he had, a, uh, he, was a, he had an evil spirit. And he was telling them, that you are of your father and I'm of my father. <laughs> he said, those of God know God's voice. They hear God's voice. And so if you don't hear God's voice, you need to check where you're at in life. God is speaking to his own. And if you truly want to be a sheep of God's pasture, you got to give your life to Christ. You got to be willing to give yourself to Christ, to sacrifice yourself, to live for Christ, and to want to work for God. 
that's the only way that you can be one of his. There's a lot of people out here saying that, that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. He making me lie down in green pasture. And you're lying because you don't even know the Lord. You don't even know the Lord's voice. You don't read the Lord's, you don't read the Lord's word. You don't serve the Lord. And that's not to say that you can't. But we have to be truthful about where we are in life. I was having a conversation with someone at uh, one of the hospitals I work with the other day. And we were just talking. And I said, you know, it's amazing to me how you can go to church every Sunday. You can go to uh, Wednesday night Bible study. You can read your Bible. Uh, you can sacrifice. You can give of yourself. You can do your tithe, your offering. You can do everything that God requires of you. And then you can have somebody who goes to church occasionally. They cuss and do all these type of things. And they think that you, they're going to get the same reward as you get. And I'm here to tell you that it's not so. I would rather burst your bubble now <laughs> than at the end you get your bubble burst. <laughs> I would rather tell you the truth now than you hear the truth later. <laughs> 